Sometimes diabetes sucks. I'm just gonna come out and say it like it is. Sometimes living with type one diabetes can be extremely difficult, frustrating, annoying, depressing, quite honestly. And I wanna get into a few different stories that people like you reached out to me with. My Instagram DMs, our emails, Facebook, all the different places, even on YouTube, people reached out with their stories. And uh, I wanna share a few of those to give you a different perspective about what others are going through to show you that not only are you not alone, but what else you can do about it. All right, so without any further ado, let's get into today's theme song. I've spent the last 10 years pushing the limits while identifying trends and patterns in my type one diabetes management. Follow along as I learn, apply, and share the fitness, nutrition, and lifestyle strategies that I've learned from diabetes experts around the world. The real question is, how can we live fearlessly with diabetes while maintaining stable blood sugars? This podcast is here to give you the answer. My name is Matt Vandevecht, head coach and co-founder of FTF Warrior, and welcome to Part of My Pancreas. So today, as I mentioned, I want to share with you a few stories. Um, you know, with this being National Diabetes Awareness Month, which you may or may not be aware of, the month of November, the entire month, is National Diabetes Awareness Month. And of course, coming up uh, pretty shortly is National, or sorry, World Diabetes Day. And uh, it's an exciting day for many of us, but of course, a lot of us have some uh, interesting relationships with diabetes, to say the least. You know, some of us have been able to see there are positive sides to diabetes. You make new friends, it's, it's helped us to become stronger, but a lot of us still see diabetes as this extremely negative thing that's impacted our lives in many different ways. And so it's hard to see that in any form of a positive light. But one piece of encouragement that I do want to give you before we jump into the stories and, and people that they, the journeys they shared with me, is that diabetes is tough but it does enable us to become tougher. And the fact that you are here today, listening or watching this, means that you have become tougher. You have outlasted diabetes. And you know, back in the day, many, many, many years ago, different time entirely, diabetes used to be a death sentence. And with that, of course, there was the, uh, the discovery of insulin, and now insulin is manufactured at, at a mass scale, and we have access to it. But most of us, unfortunately, it's not uh, something that is common around the world, and that's an entirely different discussion. But for today, what I want you to realize is that there is something to be grateful for. You are still here. You are still fighting, and even more so, you are not alone in this fight. So recently uh, on these social media platforms and our email newsletter list, uh, I put out kind of a an invitation, you know, to ask me questions and to share stories with me. And the stories that I got back, if I am being completely honest with you, which of course I always am, brought up some interesting emotions on my side. It was difficult to read what people are going through, not just because I, I feel for them, but also because they struck home for me and they felt very familiar. And I realized as I'm reading through these that a lot of people, maybe even you included in this, feel alone in this fight. Even though we know there are other type 1 diabetics, we have this feeling that we are the only ones struggling with it. And that part of that is that, you know, of course on social media, a lot of people put up their best photos, their best videos, and make it look like oh, life is amazing, and they don't share the downsides because we know that sharing the, the ugly and the, the rough blood sugar days isn't gonna get you quote unquote likes, right? And this, you know, it's 
people seeking vanity. The, the likes on social media has kind of created this whole bubble of what we expect life to be like for others, but then we look at our own life and see that we have rough blood sugar days and that diabetes doesn't always cooperate and it can be defeating and quite discouraging, honestly, which can lead you into a dark path of not wanting to try and diabetes burnout and all these things. And so in this National Diabetes Awareness Month, I wanted to share a few examples of what people have shared with me. And of course, I'm gonna keep everything anonymous, but these stories, I want you to know, they don't represent only these three or four people that I'm giving examples of. These stories represent the entire world living with diabetes, that everyone has days where they struggle, myself included. And I know that I share about, you know, having good blood sugars most of the time, but that is most of the time, not all of the time. I still also have days where my blood sugars just don't cooperate. And I am looking at them like, holy cow, what is going on today? And even I get frustrated and emotional and have a hard time with my diabetes. And I want you to understand that just because you're having a rough day, it does not mean you're the only person failing at this, okay? In fact, none of us are failing so long as we continue to try. The only time you fail is when you cease to stand back up and fight. And I don't want that for you. So with these stories, I hope you find encouragement, understanding that you are not the only person that doesn't feel 100% grateful for this disease because it is exactly that, a disease. It is meant to be difficult. It is meant to be a trial, a challenge for us to overcome. When diabetes gets tough, we get tougher, but that does not mean it's easy. So this first person that reached out, uh, they shared with me some, some rough blood sugars that they were currently going through and that they, uh, as they voiced in this message said, I hate my diabetes. And hate is such a powerful word. It's a very strong language to use, but I think it is appropriate in these circumstances because diabetes, when not managed really well, like if you're not really on top of it, it can really mess up a lot of different plans, right? Whether it's how you feel, uh, how you interact with other people, right? Because it can make us moody sometimes. <laughs> it, can, it can mess up job opportunities, schooling opportunities, relationships, all these different things. Uh, the way you hang out with people, the hikes, the, the soccer games, the, the meals out, it can have its fingers in every area of your life. So for someone to reach out and say, I hate my diabetes, I get it. I understand that. And I have been in that situation many times in the past. And I'm sure I will have days in the future where I, feel, where I feel and say the same thing. So to say you hate your diabetes, I get it. And I say that I, I don't necessarily want that to be common language that we use because obviously the more we say we hate something, the more negative our self-talk, the more we feel those negative emotions, but I get it. And this person followed up with some uh, stories about how rough the blood sugars have been and then shared with me that they were quite literally crying in that moment because of how much they hated their diabetes. And it made me so sad to realize and remember that there are so many people that struggle with their blood sugars on a daily basis and don't get a break. This is a heavy burden that so many of us bear, but it does not mean that it gets to defeat us because you are still here. You are fighting with us and you are not alone. So to anybody feeling like you hate your disease and it is tearing you apart on the inside and you have to bear this weight by yourself, know that you are not alone and you never will be alone, okay? You have the internet, you have connection to all of us and hopefully you have people in your life as well that are support systems, whether they live with diabetes or not, that can tell you it's going to be okay. You're doing your best. And if not, 
Well, you do have us. You have all of your internet friends, your diet buddies on here to talk to, to commiserate with, to share your victories with, and you do have those occasional 100 blood sugars that feel amazing. So I wanted to share that first story with you that I understand that a lot of times there are days where we feel like we hate our diabetes, and that's okay. It's okay to feel beat up by this, but it is not okay to quit. And I want to give you this message of hope that it does get better. And it's not going to be easy. Diabetes is tough, but as I said, we are tougher. And we grow through adversity. And the second story, I got this one through an email. Someone reached out and uh, let me know that with their, their rough blood sugars, their uh, higher A1C than average, that they had reached out for help to multiple doctors and had been told that their A1C was essentially too far gone, that they were not worth helping. And this cut me to my core, to hear that there are medical professionals out there who are refusing to see patients because they might be too difficult to work with, because they might be non-compliant. I'm, I'm honestly speechless. <laughs> I, I don't have words to express when I hear about people who have sworn this oath, have entered into a profession to help people, but then will turn away and will refuse to help somebody because they look like they may be a difficult patient or because it looks like on paper that they have given up. If you have limited access to medical professionals, if you have medical professionals who refuse to work with you, if you have medical professionals that you are not happy with, first, I want you to know there are good medical professionals out there. I have been able to find a solid endocrinologist who is amazing. It took me a few tries though, okay? There's, they're far and few between, but they do exist. I have friends that are medical professionals, endos, PAs, doctors who are fantastic. So I wanna give you hope. Do not stop looking. There is hope to find a better medical professional out there. However, they might be a couple hours away. You might have to drive there to get to them. You might have to do telemedicine only, which is of course online. But there is hope. And of course, if you cannot find them, or you've tried and you've exhausted all of your resources, please reach out to me. I would love to point you in the right direction. I do have you know, friends who recommend me and I recommend them. They are trusted advisors, those who are in the medical profession. And I want you to find that kind of care. Even if it is just for a consult, you know, I want you to find access to basic knowledge on diabetes management. Because without that, of course you're not gonna have anyone see that gets lowered. Of course you're not gonna look like a compliant diabetic if you don't know what you're supposed to be doing because you are refused the access to this care that you need. So again, if you have limited access to medical professionals, if you can't find one that understands you or is willing to work with you towards a better A1C, better time and range, better quality of life, please reach out to me. I'll see what I can do, see who I can point you in the right direction of, or what resources we have that may be beneficial to you. Because that is not okay. We all deserve to get the help we need. On a similar topic, we touched on this one in a previous episode, but the level of complacency among medical professionals is frustrating. And a lot of times it's not because they believe that you don't deserve to be better, it's because their average patient has shown that the average glucose numbers or A1Cs are suboptimal and as a result they expect less of you. And so when you come into them with you know, an 8A1C and 65% time and range, they go, whoa, you're actually doing better than most of my other patients. Kudos, um, I'll see you next time. 
and you walk out frustrated and concerned because you know your A1C of an 8 or even a 7 is not optimal. You know that you don't feel your best. You know that you are trying your hardest, but you require new strategies and they are simply not helping you out with that because you are better than the average that they see. If that is you, please, again, reach out. There are ways to get your time and range improved. There are ways to lower your A1C. There are ways to feel your best, to live your best life without accepting that sub-quality, sub-standard quality of life. You can achieve better. And if you are looking to do that, then I invite you to reach out, invite you to read new books, to find new resources, to try and find a different doctor who will challenge you and give you better resources, better strategies to get you to that next level. Because the, the energy that you feel changes with each time you cross into a new A1C threshold or a new time and range percentage, you feel better, which affects so many different areas of your life. And we all deserve to feel that. So if you are struggling with a complacent medical team, or if you feel like you are becoming complacent, ah, I have an A1C of a, a 7.5, it's not that bad, right? If you notice this complacency setting over you, it's time to kick yourself into gear and look around for where we can find improvements. And again, this does unfortunately fall on us. We can't wait for someone else to fix us. No one's coming to save us. It falls on us to be our own best advocate, to do our own research and to put that effort in. But understand that you are also not alone in this and that we are stronger together as a community. In fact, I've got something I want you guys to do at the end of this episode that I think is going to be very helpful for a lot of people. So stick around for that. Another conversation that I had that I wanted to share was uh, actually on a phone call. And on this phone call consultation, uh, this person expressed that they had the medical team that was supportive, that was encouraging them to better their A1C and, and increase their time and range and you know take care of their blood sugars in, in an encouraging way. It was a great relationship. However, they had been trying the same strategies year after year after year. And to them, it felt like they were spinning their tires in the mud, putting all this effort and work in but not seeing the results. And they, you know, like the truck, just spinning the tires in the mud, not going anywhere, when ultimately you might not need to push on the gas pedal harder to you know, make the tire spin faster. What you might need is someone to put a piece of wood under the front tire to get you out of the mud so that pushing on the gas does get you further towards your goals. And so ultimately, you know, people get stuck in this loop of trying the same strategies over and over again. Why isn't it working? Why isn't it working? My doctor said this should be working. Why isn't it working yet? When the reality is, you might just need a new strategy, a new perspective, a new path to get to your goal. And of course, with all these different people reaching out, sharing their questions, sharing their journeys, their frustrations with diabetes, it brings up a lot of emotions for me. Because as I mentioned, I've been there. I know what this is like to feel frustrated with the uncertainty of blood sugars. What are they gonna do today, right? Can I go out and attend a family gathering without my blood sugars going low? Can I go out to dinner with my friends without my blood sugar spiking? What's gonna happen? And then of course the resulting frustrations with the unexpected high blood sugars. You did everything you thought was right. You ate the same foods as you did yesterday, but today for some reason diabetes decides to grind you into the ground with frustration and you have no idea what you did differently. I get that. And diabetes can feel heavy at many days of our lives. And I want you to know that if you've ever felt that, if you've ever felt like diabetes is winning this battle, understand that you are not alone in this fight. 
and that together when we support each other, share our tips and tricks, share our victories, share our frustrations to show that it's normal to have bad days every once in a while, that we can come out victorious in this fight. But you have to be willing to do so. You have to be willing to put yourself out there, to share your story, to share your frustrations, to ask the questions that you need answers to. You can't sit there silently and hope that it gets better because hope is a great thing to have, but a terrible strategy for change. In order to see change, you do need to make change because nothing changes when nothing changes. There's this fantastic quote uh, from a book that I've read a few times through. This book actually served as an encouragement to me when I was going through some really difficult times with my own diabetes. And this book actually was recommended to me from uh, someone in the business world. It's, it's got its roots in business, but it has massive applications for anyone going through hard times in life. And that book is called The Obstacle is the Way. Now, I didn't author this. I have no connection to this at all, but I wanted to show it to you just in case this is something that would be helpful. This book is chock full of my highlights and notes in the margins and it was a fantastic way for me to reframe the way that I look at my diabetes. The reason being is that the obstacle is the way. It, it shows us how the obstacles in our lives can actually be the way to us becoming stronger, tougher, better versions of ourselves. In fact, there's a, a sentence in this book, a quote that he talks about post-adversarial growth or post-traumatic growth and how when we go through tough times in life, it forces us to step up and to challenge ourselves to become better, grow stronger, be tougher in the face of adversity. And I think that type one diabetes serves that role for many of us. I know for myself, uh, I, I have become a better person because of my type one. I've become more knowledgeable on nutrition and fitness and the gut microbiome and health overall. I never would have looked into that at this level of depth had I not become someone living with type one diabetes. And this book helped me to see that, helped me to find the positive side of type one. Not that you have to read it, I just wanted to bring that up. But the last thing I wanted to mention today, actually there's one more piece at the end that I want to, I have an ask for you. But the last thing I wanted to talk about was that most of these people that reached out are trying to work with me, or at least are curious about what it looks like to work with me. And of course you can too, you know, feel free to reach out uh, and we'll see if it's a good fit or see if we have resources we can send your way. But what was most exciting, but also most frustrating at the same time is oftentimes, you know, we have uh, a series of, we call them quick wins. So as soon as somebody signs up, we send them through the first day of homework and say, here's the foundations, here's the basis, here are things you should know, and if you don't know them already, learn them quick because they can make massive differences in your life in a matter of days, right? And these quick wins section were built out to be exactly that, quick wins to help you feel more confident and get better control of your diabetes immediately, and then we build upon that momentum, right? If you feel like you have momentum, it is easier to remain in momentum, right? Uh, so with that understanding of kind of how the program works, I wanted to share a story with you that what excites me and frustrates me at the same time is that on my welcome calls with these people, these new clients that I take on, many of them have expressed that that first lesson alone, right, our quick win section of like, hey, this might help, this should be a little bit of a, a great momentum starter, they've expressed to me that in that lesson alone, they've learned more about their type 1 diabetes and how to control it than they have in their entire lives of living with type 1. 
I'm, I, I get emotional talking about this because yes, I am ecstatic and I am stoked that they are able to accomplish that and learn so much in such little time. But I am also frustrated and almost angry at my core because these are concepts that should be taught in the doctor's office, that should be taught at diagnosis. These are things that are not being taught in our medical systems and to me that is absolutely infuriating that we cannot give people this foundational knowledge of diabetes early on in their diagnosis to increase their amounts of, uh, well they would call it, um, I'm blanking out, but basically the, the level of care that you put into your diabetes that you would actually take care of yourself. But instead they rely on these scare tactics oftentimes and that's what I was told when I was first diagnosed. You know, you're not going to live a full life, you're going to have complications, it's going to suck, and all these negative things, when instead they could have just shown me the one path towards better blood sugars, and how frustrating that is. And so I want you to know that if you feel lost, it's likely not even your fault. You were just never taught the right strategies. And time and time again with these new clients that I take on, I'm learning that the strategies that are missing are key, are foundational, and for each person it's different. Right? It's not like there's one thing that I can tell you right now and it's like, this is going to fix everything. Absolutely not. Everything that we create is extremely customized. Okay, Each person is unique and requires a slightly different blood sugar formula. But because of that, I feel like a lot of times upon diagnosis, you're given a very general plan, a generic approach to diabetes management and uh, a message that says, I hope this works. And if you feel like you've been tossed into that generic bucket, you're also not alone because I myself was tossed into that generic bucket initially. Again, I found someone who works amazingly well. Now I have an endocrinologist that I do uh, get along with. But initially, I was tossed into this generic, you know, see if this works kind of bucket. You're not alone in that. You're not alone in feeling hate towards your diabetes. You're not alone in having a complacent medical team. You're not alone in not having a medical team. You're not alone in frustration because you've been trying everything, but you're spinning your tires not going anywhere. If you feel any level of negative energy towards your diabetes, I want you to know you are not alone in this fight. And the homework that I have for you right now is to do one of two things or both. First one, go to the comments if you're on YouTube. And if you're not on YouTube, you can hop over there, search FTF Warrior, find this episode. Uh, same episode title, but go into the comments and write your story. Write something that you're frustrated with. Get that negative energy out and share it with us because we are all part of this community. We all get it and you're never going to have an opportunity outside of the diabetes community to share these things and have people listen with their ears open and go, oh my gosh, I understand. Right, so share your story, just a piece of it. You don't have to get incredibly vulnerable, but I want to encourage you, share your story with us. Let other people hear what you're going through. And I, I'm pretty positive you're going to see a lot of people saying, hey, that's me too. I understand. I get it. Or I feel the same way. Right. The second piece is I want you to go into the comments and either respond to somebody else's story who sounds familiar or someone that you want to encourage and encourage the heck out of them. We need to come together, especially in honor of National Diabetes Awareness Month, come together, throw a comment on somebody else's and say, hey, I've been there before, sucks, right? Or hey, that's what uh, I've gone through in the past, here's what I did that helped. And of course, don't be giving medical advice out in the comments if you're not a medical professional, but encourage somebody else, commiserate with somebody else, share a victory with somebody else. And at the very least, if you don't see anybody else's comments that you do uh, feel are in common with you, I want you just to write a generic encouraging post about type 1 diabetes 
or you know, if you're type two, same thing. If you're a lot of, same thing, type three. I don't care what type of diabetes you have. Write an encouraging note. We are here for each other. And it is through becoming uh, this stronger community that we're able to become stronger as a whole, as well as as an individual. So share a piece of your story in the comments and then encourage somebody else or encourage just the general population. I want this comment section to be filled with love and encouragement and support for the diabetes world, okay? So share with us, encourage somebody else. And of course, if you're looking for more info, I know that I mentioned in previous videos, we have tons of resources for you guys. We have a new one that we're gonna be releasing shortly, should be coming out in the next week or so, that I cannot wait to share with you. And that resource is gonna be what I go through with my clients uh, on a much more in-depth level, something that we're gonna share out with the world. So keep an eye out for that. If you haven't been seeing all of our previous episodes where I do give out these tips and tricks, I want you to hit the bell button on YouTube, or if you're on your, your podcast, you know, be sure to hit the follow button. And lastly, I want to give you one piece. This is a little golden nugget that you need to be aware of. Okay, this is a quick tip for type one, for insulin dependent diabetics like myself. One thing that will massively improve your overall control is understanding insulin on board. Okay, understanding that insulin has an act, action span where it's going to be active and then it does stop working eventually, right? The insulin that you inject doesn't keep working forever, thank God, <laughs> because if you did, it would just, you'd be going low all the time, right? So understanding insulin on board, the timelines perceived within them, the action time of the insulin, how long is it going to take to start working? And these are all things that change depending on the type of insulin, the type of person, the insulin resistance, the food eaten, the exercise completed. You see, there's a lot of different things that go into this one variable. So I can't teach the entire concept in the next two minutes. And I know you've been here for a while, so I want to respect that. But understand insulin on board, okay? That's, it's just massive. So every time you look at giving yourself a shot or inhaling insulin or whatever your insulin delivery method is, recognize that that insulin is going to stick with you for a little while. And the more you move, the more likely it is to start working faster. The more you eat, the less likely it's going to work for a longer period of time. And all these different variables are going to come into play. But insulin on board. The one person who I chatted with recently that told me that the, the first 10 days in our program radically changed their entire life with diabetes, okay? Like the, more than they had ever learned with their life in diabetes, which again, it's pretty common for me to hear that on our first call. It's unfortunate that they haven't learned, but it's common. With insulin on board. Whew, okay, I know that I'm breaking like the big podcast rule of telling you guys to do multiple things, but I want to make sure you have what you need from this episode. Also, because I'm probably going to be a father in the next week, so <laughs> I might not be uh, as active on here for a short period of time. So, a couple things. One, drop a comment with your journey or your frustration. Two, encourage somebody else or encourage the general population. Three, if you're looking for more resources, feel free to reach out. I am here for you, okay? Uh, that includes looking for our next episode, which is going to have a secret launch of something new, a new resource that I'm really excited about. And then five, the last piece, if you can just study one thing, I want you to understand insulin on board. Of course, as I mentioned, there are a lot of variables that are going to change how that impacts your blood sugars, but getting a basic foundation of understanding of how insulin on board works will massively shift your success rates with diabetes. Okay, so uh, last thing you can do, Go to YouTube, search Insulin On Board FTF Warrior, okay? I did a video on that. I've done multiple videos on it. Go search it, Insulin On Board FTF Warrior. Dive down that rabbit hole. You guys are awesome. Thank you so much for hanging out. I know this was a long one. It was very dense, but 
go through those five different steps of different things that I told you to do. Have an amazing day. I'll see you on the next episode and keep up the fight.